step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Oh, hell, I got a cousin. Good, good, good. <laughs> um, That's a classic response, I well, got a cousin, because everyone's got a cousin. <laughs> well, it looks like you're talking to a fella there, Lev. Oh, Oh. Catch fire! A uh, double I'm, header. A double header. I'm Matt. I'm Levi. And uh, yeah, double header for episodes five and six of uh, season two. We've decided to do these two together because we've just fallen so dramatically far behind that we uh, decided to do something about it. We're, doing it. we're doing them together, and then hopefully we'll be back on track. Yeah. Um, so sorry about the delays, and sorry last uh, week we. Um, didn't read the emails that we had received. Um, feel bad about that. But I also feel bad for anyone that had to listen to last week's because I listened to it and um, we spoke slower and slower and slower <laughs> as it rolled on interminably. Um, I didn't really edit it because I wanted to get it out there. So there's a couple instances of me going, hello, hello. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And then just silence for a few seconds. Thanks for your patience, guys. So I just, you know, uh, I slapped a couple of songs on it and sent it out the door. Uh, so great. Not the most professional episode we've ever put together. But, hey, it exists now. It's out there. It's Both in the there. universe. Enjoy. It's, you know, it's I, not ours anymore. It's art. And so... It belongs to the, the, the world. Yeah. It's like a world heritage. Yeah. Um... All right, episode five is entitled Extract and Defend. And actually, I don't know what that refers to. I'm trying to figure out what that referred to. Yeah. Maybe it'll come to us as we go. Or, um, anyway, so it wakes up, and apparently Joe and Sarah, or what's her name, are having the best sex ever or something. Um, so it's a wonderful day for them, uh, which changes when Sarah gets up and finds the premarital agreement from her father. Oh, sent yeah. along, which I don't. Uh, I guess anybody might get a bit offended by that, but after you took a few breaths, I'd do that too if I was him. Yeah. What's you know, especially given that he's now working for his father-in-law, so. Yeah, and 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 he's been and and. He has a yeah, he's checkered been past by a past. Uh... Yeah, I think uh, the the potential for gold digging is honestly, is real. honestly, if you're an heir or heiress, I actually like, and you're coming into substantial amounts of money mm-hmm. in today's modern society. I don't see any problem with that. Like, yeah. I understand that it's love, and like, partly this is probably because I've been married for a long time. And I understand through experience, like, marriage is a lot of hard work, right? You know, like, things can, you see, you see people um, who are also, like, also have got married around the same time who are getting divorces, and you're like, yeah, you know, that could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're, when you're young and in love, or old and in love, or, like, newly in love, and you've got this person who you think is the most wonderful person in the world, you're like, this is inconceivable and insulting that you'd even suggest that something could ever go wrong in our relationship. Mm. You know? Yeah, but I, th- I think you're right when you're talking about generational wealth. Yeah. Like, it, it not, I don't think there's anything to be offended by. Maybe we're yeah, just like cynical. It, yeah, I, yeah, especially generational wealth, because it's, you know, 
uh, this is this is the thing that I try and like that a lot of people don't understand like when people talk about like their inheritance or you know my parents are spending all this or you know can you believe his parents gave all the money to charity rather than it's like it's not your money <laughs> it's not actually your money <laughs> you do not own your parents wealth <laughs> that's like that's it's like, a really uh, nice thing if they give it to you but it's not yours i was watching um comedians in cars getting coffee and he was talking to uh, jerry seinfeld was talking to um kevin hart and Ke- and Kevin Hart's kid, like he, they're talking, he's like, my kid's old enough. She's starting to realize I'm, I'm like sort of famous and stuff. And she asks just straight out, like, are we rich, Daddy? And he goes, I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know if things are gonna work out for you, but, <laughs> but I'm rich. <laughs> I'm rich. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so we move from that um, uh, premarital bliss cut short to cam and tom in bed being adorable yeah and they set a date for uh he's got a hookup down at uh the video store that's going to give him a copy of the terminator movie right when it comes out oh yes 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 so they're supposed to watch terminator that night but unfortunately events um unfold that uh stop them from doing that Things things never go according to plan at Mutiny. No. Ever. Whatever. Anyway, so um, after that, though, Boz sees Tom leaving. I guess this becomes less important in light of events that happen subsequently. But yeah. at the time, it's kind of weird. Like, whenever they show Boz, he's just sort of lurking. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> he doesn't really have, like... He doesn't have an office. With, and within the within the confines of the... Of the house. Like, when he's out doing his sales calls or whatever, Boz is doing Boz. Mm-hmm. Um, but within the house, he might be looking at, like, accounts and things like that. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, he's just, like, he's not like the other guys who are, like, working on, a like, programming something or, yeah. like, working on a hardware issue. He's trying to figure out why we can't have a fucking coffee station. Yeah. Like, why he got coffee over here? Efficiency, man! He's trying to explain to this guy, and, and this guy doesn't get that Boz is doing a metaphor. Like, yeah. you have the mugs over here, and you've got the coffee over here, and you've got the thing. Why, why don't you all have them Do you get what I'm talking about? You're talking coffee. about coffee? <laughs> Efficiency, man! So, um, he's lurking around outside. I guess this is probably around the time he's going through the garbage. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. As we find out later on. Um, so he passes Donna. As he's coming in, she's going out. Um, she gets home and asks um, Gordon if it would be ridiculous if she had a beer. And he says no. And so she starts chugging it. And they and start talking. Meanwhile, we know she's pregnant. Yeah, and she realizes she's pregnant, like, mid-chug. And it like stops and like slowly sets it down and right about that time um she's been asking you who this lease is let's get this formalized blah blah blah. and so he just tells her it's joe and it goes to break with her saying joe who (laughs) (laughs) pretty funny yeah really funny so like there's something that was a great moment actually it was and like it, it, as inconceivable as it might have been at the beginning of the season, like he's got, by the end of these two episodes, he's got his hooks in them again, in all of them, you know? Yeah. Uh, nice and good. Um, yeah, really, like, he's Joed them. Yeah. He's, he's Joed everyone. Yeah, he's totally Joed everybody. And you know what, though? He's not, the thing about Joe is he's not necessarily, it's like, it's like, uh, you know what it's like? It's like, um, it's like, uh, um, what's that movie? The Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's Joe. Like, Joe's like, right. Like, all of these things are good ideas. Everything he's said, about, like, these are all good ideas. Mm-hmm. He's just an asshole. Yeah. I mean, he plays to win. And he doesn't have the... He doesn't have the thing in his brain that cares about people once he's, yeah. like, in there, you know? 
and it's in the next episode, but then when he's doing the negotiation or whatever, it's just, it's heartbreaking how cruel he is, you know, yeah. to people who are supposedly his colleagues. Like, yeah, especially after you see, like, how upset he is at the fact that he's forced to do that negotiation. Once he goes into the negotiation, yeah, game you on. Don't see, like, it's a hardball negotiation. Yeah, super hardball. And, like, he doesn't seem to get, and maybe he doesn't need to, um, that he's trying to work with these people. You know what yeah. I mean? He doesn't see the mental scars that he's leaving on them that might adversely affect their relationship in the future. The fact that they won't ever trust him again because, yeah. once again, they trusted him with the deal. He backed out of it, and in backing it, he didn't just back out of it gracefully and say, sorry, they're forcing my hand. I have to yeah. charge you more, but I can You know, they told me I couldn't go any lower than this, but here's what I can do. Um, no, he wasn't saying that. He's saying, I need innovators. You're leasing space. I we need the market rate. I'm not sure I want to do business with someone who can't pay the market rate. Like, he's being an asshole about it. Yeah. And like, and you could have been not been an asshole and arrived at the exact same mm-hmm. place. Yeah. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so, Johu, then we go to Kretz. And then we're at Mutiny. And every time we're at Mutiny, the camera moves around like it's had too much caffeine. Yeah. Um, so, Boz gets into some discussion about pajamas with a guy. Like, how do you know they're pajamas? <laughs> which is, Did they come with matching pants? Which which raises a question I saw on the Daily Show. Another good question I saw on the Daily Show um, is a hot dog a sandwich? Whoa! Right. Yeah. Is it? I don't. I, I don't know. I think it's. A, I think it's its own thing. I think it's a hot dog. Well, okay, so let me let me draw a comparison. So you say, it, like, the case for not being a sandwich is that it, it's shaped differently. Like, you have a V-shape, right? Well, yeah, you have, the buns are joined. The buns are joined. Um, and then you have, uh, um, you know, I guess it matters. I guess that's the big one. The other one, the other point is just that it's shaped differently than <clears throat> flat sandwich meat or hamburger or whatever. So allow me to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Remember at Subway, back in the, way back in the day, remember how they used to cut their bread? Uh, yeah. Where they did the flat cut, they did the V cut? Mm. I don't really remember I don't that? know if I do remember that. Oh. Back in the day in Subway, instead of doing a flat cut, you know, halfway, ver- like halfway through the vertical height of the, of the bun, mm-hmm. they would do, they'd go at about... Don't think about it too hard. Just spit it on. Probably about 30 degrees off center on either side. So it's like a V cut gotcha. down the length. And then they'd peel off that top part. So and it, so, so what you had was kind of almost like a hot dog bun. And you lay the meat inside so it cups everything. Mm. Interesting. And then you put the, the wedge of bread on top. Mm. So that's so, the case for a hot dog being a sandwich. Is that a sandwich? You know, like, so, so, so if that's a sandwich... Anything I would argue be a, a hot dog is close to being a sandwich. And pajamas, I don't know either, because people suddenly, like, T-shirts become pajamas sometimes. Yeah. Um, like, for instance, if Natalie's wearing one of my T-shirts, uh-huh. the, the very same T-shirt, which is a casual shirt for me, uh-huh. is clearly and unmistakably pajamas when Natalie's wearing it. Right. Okay. Now, this T-shirt that I'm wearing right now, I wore it to go out and meet friends. I'm going to bed in this T-shirt. <laughs> when does this T-shirt become pajamas? And once it's pajamas, is it always Can pajamas? Un-pajama it? Can you unpajama it? Yeah. Uh, these are, these so are deep questions that mutiny. It goes from that conversation to Cam and Tom talking again about what motivation they have for this new first-person shooter. Which I wish they'd just come up with something already. Yeah. Um, but they're quoting Terminator to each other in a flirty way, so they seem to be in a good place. Then a nerd arrives, and Cameron deals with him, and she is her eyes are like the funniest thing, like the way she can be like completely shocked at someone or completely yeah. dismissive of someone. And yeah, she's she has very expressive eyes. Yeah, and so he comes in and she belittles him and 
even though he hasn't paid, she still like gives him the hint and tells him to go away. Yeah. Boz overhears all this and uh ends up cutting him off because he hasn't paid. Um yeah. we learn later on. And uh and I'm not quite sure what the point of that whole thing is now in retrospect, but when Cameron meets up later and finds out that he did in fact cut this user off, she f- says it's not a company, it's a community, which she asked Boz to help her run a company. So he's yeah. gotta be raising an eyebrow at that and then uh, and then she said, "It's mine. It's mine, my mine, mine." Like the seagulls in Finemo. Yeah. Nemo. Um, but again, like that's contrary to what she's said all along. Right? Yeah, and she still talks about mutiny as we and about being a community. And so, yeah. like, yeah, she's in a tough, tough spot. So. She's just, and you remember that she's like twenty-three years old. Yeah, that's what I try and remember. Like with her and Donna's interactions. They're in completely different places in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, it's, it's amazing. I mean, they're more... If you were to just look at them out in the world, they would be more mother-daughter. Oh, yeah. Then. Um, yeah. Closer to mother-daughter, yeah. Yeah. And they're not even really co-workers. Cameron has, you know, superiority over her in the workplace. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a really messed up situation for those... So. Was it this, and now, of course, I'm getting mixed up. Was it this episode where um, the one guy um, is having, like, a romantic chat with, with with someone? Yeah, we're getting to that. That's, like, the oh, biggest okay. laugh ever. Oh, it, that was hilarious. Yeah. I, I, got, a, I got, got a cousin. Oh, hell, I got a cousin. <laughs> Good. 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 <laughs> Um, That's a classic response. I well, got a cousin because everyone's got a cousin. Well, it looks like you're talking to a fella there, Lev. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, that's, okay. yeah. Yeah. Hell, I I got a cousin. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was like the funniest part of the series, maybe so far. That was that, probably the point where you were texting me about how funny this episode was. Yeah, before we got to the brain damage. Yeah, <laughs> Matt sends me a text that says, "Watching the show right now, it's hilarious." And then, like twenty minutes later, except for the <laughs> the irreversible yeah. brain damage part. Yeah, because we had the Joe Who part and all that yeah. stuff at Mutiny that was so funny. And then, um, well, then we had Joe and Gordon in the computer room, and Gordon actually stands up for himself. Um, yeah. And he says, you're not going to do that, because Joe doesn't want to tell anyone yet, but they have to set up a meeting to make it all official and everything. And Joe tries to back out of it, and Gordon actually wins the argument. You know, but you're not going to do that, because you're a changed man, Right. And then he's like, yeah. I, but I can't talk. Snap out of it. You're Joe McMillan. You can talk him into blah, 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 blah. And you're like, talk just do it. Just do it, Joe. It's your problem. Anything. Which is something he needs. You know, Joe, it's your problem. This is your thing. You do it. You know? And and yet at the same time, he appealed to his ego. It's like, you're Joe McMillan. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what he finally has a better grasp of is like what people's roles are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he finally has... Before Joe was just like a boss, or he's seeing something him in the him. utilitarian light, he's like, "How can I use?" Like he's being, he's he's Joe's rubbed off on him. Yeah, he's he, saying, "How can I use Joe?" What is Joe's role? And Joe's is role Joe's... is to have these difficult conversations yeah. with people, and so he actually tells him to snap out of it and blah blah blah. blah. So Donna shows up at mutiny and tells Cameron about Joe. And she flips her shit. So at that point, they've already been using... They've been started using the network. Right. Like, it took me a while to catch up, but it seems like they've been doing it by the time they have a meeting. And it's, like, kind of saved their bacon. Yeah, for three weeks. Like, it's the best thing that's happened to them. Yeah, and they allude to it when they're under the sheets, because they're like, we have this... All this power now, how are we going to use it? Which I really don't understand how they're... uh, This extra capacity... That they only get at night yeah. helps them, but I guess we're just not going to pay attention. We're not. We'll, that's, we'll, that's... We'll, unless they're segmenting part of the, they're still like unless they're like segregating part of the right, like that there's a significant portion of the mainframe that isn't being used during the day even. 
Yeah. Um, and honestly, when would your highest traffic be right. for a it, community gaming site? Would, yeah. You know, and among the teenage crowd, you'll get them at any hours. But again, among the teenage crowd, you'll still get them at night. Mm-hmm. Um, among the people who have jobs, it's, exa- it's, it, it, it's perfect because those people go home from work at the same time the servers yeah. stop doing what they do. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm not going to worry about that because it's just kind of a MacGuffin or whatever. It's just Joe has this valuable resource. That's all we need to know. Yeah. Um, so, then the next scene is uh, where kind of the downward sadness spiral of these two episodes begins. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. It oh, kind of just, geez, it just gets dark. Yeah. So, Gordon's at the doctor and it's a darkly lit room and the guy can't even look him in the face and turns out all his years of working with these heavy metals or whatever have given him chronic toxic encephalitis or encephalitis something. Um, so basically it's like, it's as so far as I, I didn't look it up or anything, but I'm just assuming it's kind of like lead poisoning, but with other metals as well. Yeah, I guess. Basically. I mean, I, I just know what I heard in the show, which is just that part of his brain is atrophied. It's not going to heal itself. It'll probably get worse. Um, so, like, that's doomsday sort of scenario, and, uh, there's no treatment. So, uh... Yeah, you can't, that's the thing with, like, this is the really brutal thing about, like, things like lead poisoning, is, like, there's, once heavy metals get into your body, there's absolutely no way you can get them out. Hmm. Like, you're just, they're, they're just there. Hmm. That's metal, man. That's metal. Um... Like that, I, there's a guy. Do you ever see this guy who like had a blue face? Uh, some, okay, so some hippie guy from like Washington. He was on the Today Show <clears throat> like five or ten years ago, and his skin was like blue. Why was his skin blue? Because he read in some hippie magazine back in the seventies that um, rubbing colloidal s- silver on your skin is good for you. And so he's been doing that for the last 30 years, which means he's imbued his body with a bunch of silver. So is he going to turn into a superhero or just a Smurf? Uh, well, he's he's currently at Smurf stage, um, probably at early death stage as well. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes you have to die, you know, in your origin story or come close yeah, to it before and, your and, true powers are unveiled. Additionally, if you worship the drowned god, uh, that which is dead may never die. Oh. Drone rises again stronger. Okay. So that might be... You don't see that as much in the Game of Thrones TV show, but that's in the books. Hmm. Gotcha. Have you read the books? Uh, no, well, I started and then I made the... Dis- then it became too confusing because I was doing it concurrently with the show. Oh, yeah. And so I just decided to enjoy the show because, truthfully, don't tell your wife... Um, but I didn't enjoy his writing. Um, well, honestly, like, and don't tell, I don't know, tell whatever, whoever you want. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed his storytelling ability, especially early on, but he's expanded the story so, so much that the, the changes from the books to the TV show I view as improvements. Like, they, they're like a good editor. They're like leaning up, they're like, yeah, this storyline, uh, crap and useless to the ultimate uh, end result of the book. We're just gonna cut that out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like there, there is, there are hundreds of pages of like Tyrion bumming around in like Essos playing chess, <laughs> or like the that version of chess, like. It's like no, let's just get to it. <laughs> let's just right. get him to Marine and it's like and he- get on with it. It's like he just got up every morning and wrote about whatever he wanted to write about. And well, and then just sort of it got so big that he's letting HBO, like, land yeah. the ship for him. Yeah. Well, you know what? Honestly, he admitted... He's not going to come close to finishing this. He admitted soon. that this was an issue. Like, mm-hmm. he was like... He stalled for an entire book because he didn't know how to get Daenerys out of Meereen. Yeah, well, apparently nobody like, does yet. 
Yeah, he he like he like just didn't write about her for an entire book. He's like, <laughs> I gotta figure this out. Let's write some extra storylines. <laughs> um so last so anyway. Game of Thrones thing. Um Kit Harrington was spotted at Wimbledon and he still has long hair. Ooh. So uh I don't think there's any way that he's dead. Yeah, okay, so let me, here's the, here's the, uh, because this is, spoiler alert, not that it's a spoiler, not that it's a spoiler, because it's in the, the books and the same, exact same place. So in the books, he, his last chapter in the books is getting stabbed by all his brothers in the Night Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but his general fan consensus, and I don't think this is just people being hopeful, is that Melisandre is going to yeah. somehow bring him and back. She just shows up there. And they've already established that death isn't permanent in this world. So yeah, and that and that we've already had one red priest. Remember? Um, yeah, the guy just disappeared. Like the what were the the, the brothers without like the borders Robin or whatever they were? Yeah, <laughs> the, the one red priest can bring people back from the dead. So you so maybe the yeah. the red priestess can. Plus his importance to the plot as far as his yeah. potential lineage. Anyway. Moving you need on. him to ride a dragon. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, for three dragons. We're back at mutiny for some light, for some levity. Mm-hmm. Um, where Lev uh, says, Joe, you mean Admiral Eyebrows? <laughs> and she's like, you guys called him that? You didn't know that? I will, you know, I will now. I'm calling him that now. <laughs> and then, he, and, and then, you know, Joe, oh, she, she mutinied to leave him. So... Uh, then he meets the guy online, and then we the part that was hilarious that we already covered yeah. because you couldn't control yourself. Um, Sorry, <laughs> I got excited. This was like two. This was this wasn't the last episode. This is the previous one. I don't even remember the chronology of that episode anymore. Yeah. I didn't take notes. Well, I just watched both because you because you wrote you texted me, um, you texted me well, comma take notes, but your iPhone. Um, so you were giving me an imperative, but your iPhone autocorrected it to say, we'll take notes. So I'm like, okay, Matt's got it. Matt's going to take notes. <laughs> that's your, that's what we means to you? The royal now we. You sound like, now you sound like Cameron. <laughs> we. We means, means Matt will take care of it. Don't worry about it. No, I knew that there was no way you'd ever take notes, so it's fine. But it's I got them typed up here. I'm typing them now because I still can't. Nice. Um, so anyway... Yeah. yeah, looks like you're talking to a fellow there, Lev. I love that. Um, <laughs> then there's a call from Gordon, and he's at the doctor's office. So he wants to tell Donna that he's got this horrible illness, and she wants to tell him that she's pregnant, but neither of them say it. They can't even set up a date. You know, there's just no you know, space in their lives or whatever, so they both have this, like, big thing. So do you think it's going to be, like, one big – well, no. Well, now – She's not going to yeah. tell him anything, but um, yeah, I was thinking at the time that there'd be like this big thing. It's like big you time. first. No, you first. Okay, I'm three. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Um, so Cameron's so pissed off about the Joe thing that she bails on the Terminator date with uh, Tom, and he, you know, he's sad, so he goes out with the boys. Um, Boz comes in there and tries to be her dad. Yeah. Um, and in doing so, he agrees with the decision to pull her OS, which is still yeah, something like, that it's kind of the crux of her hatred of Joe mm-hmm. for right or wrong. That was a betrayal. That was, yeah. But he, you know, says that was the right business decision. And, you know, he encourages her to get back into business with Joe because he's a good businessman. And if anyone can sniff him out, you can. And you've got him where you want him because he wants to do right by you, which turns out to be maybe he actually feels that way, but his yeah. Jonas won't allow him to actually yeah. act that way. And all of this means something coming from Boz because Boz got burned hardcore by Joe. Mm-hmm. So for Boz to say that was the right decision, you should get into business with him. This is coming from a guy who just like. Joe ruined his life. Sent him to jail. No payoff. Yeah. Well, I mean, he sent himself to jail, but Joe set the course. Yeah. 
things, Joe set things into to to action that meant that Boz had no real choice other than to do what he did. He did have a choice. I mean, he had a choice. You always have a choice, but um, they had a lot, many conflicts. But you yeah. know, anyway, uh, then we get down to it with Joe finally goes and talks to Daddy Warbucks um, to reveal his secret plan. And instead of being upset, he likes Joe's hunger. Yeah. However, he thinks he already told Sarah, um, which he hasn't. And um, yeah, Sarah has a hell of a poker face. Yeah. And he wants a meeting with Mutiny and won't take no for an answer. So um, Joe's met his match as far as these like little pushy pushies go. Yeah, this guy's no no idiot. Yeah, he's he's no not even a Boz. He's a he's a you know he, he's, he's he's not even a Cardiff. Yeah, he he, he uh, sees around corners, and um, he only he likes the hunger because he can turn it into money. He says, but if he can if he can do that, I think he's happy. If he doesn't, then uh, he, he's not one to mess with. So yeah, and he's as at least as tall as Joe, which means true. he's smart and powerful. <laughs> so Gordon not being able to talk to his wife and apparently having a permanent nanny or something goes to a club and imagines that a girl on the dance floor is Donna and he just tells her yeah which seems like a that actually kind of is a theme that's repeating itself yeah he just finds He's people that remind boxes. him of Donna and tell them yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway the news that Joe held this from Sarah doesn't go over well with her, especially because it's Cam's company. And when yes. she, you know, he's te- he, once he finally lets it all out and everything, she's like, oh, the plot thickens. We can't have any secrets, even, no matter how small. I just can't do it. Um, so she's starting to feel betrayed by Joe. And She's been burned in the past, too. Yeah. And, yeah, so she's not, and she has a little of her dad in her, I suppose. She's not going to take any shit. Mm-mm. Right. Um, so Joe comes over to Donna and Gordon's house. Um, oh yeah, Joe. The thing is about Donna is she she hates you. She hates you, Joe. Which is <laughs> or she doesn't like you. Whatever he says. Um, and so he tries to go in there and point on his best Joe face. Tries to say that she, that Donna has to go to the meeting. And. Donna's not buying it and says Cameron yeah. needs to be the one and you guys need to grow up. And then she agrees to, if she, if he gives her the, you know, time and place, she'll let Cameron know and make sure she's there, which is weird. Cause then he doesn't. And yeah. it's not like he can shoot her an email, you know, like it, and he already knows the time and place. So it's not like it's, you know, what's he going to do? Like mail a letter? Like, I guess he's going to yeah. call back later or something, whatever, which means he'd have to call mutiny with anyway. Yeah, it kind of bothered their me. Their customer day. service line slash only phone line. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, the meeting with Cameron and Joe, and Joe's doing his thing, like laid back on the couch. It was disgusting. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, what is what is his name? Daddy Warbucks. Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't too. remember. Uh, anyway, he um, he's done his homework, and so he compares uh, her what she, her company does to another company, and she just jumps right in and squashes that. She's excellent in the meeting. She's on her game. Yeah, she uses a sports um, uh, metaphor to her example to like get her point home, even though she just picked it up off a magazine that was sitting there. A Wayne Gretzky metaphor. Yeah. So it's back in the glory days, the great one. So he, you know, you can I'm tell. In, I'm in Gretzky. I'm in Gretzky territory up here. I know. I wonder when the last time he's been to Edmonton is though. He probably left. Well, that he recently city and reconcil- never... He recently reconciled with the Oilers. Like he had some long-standing beef with the Oilers and their corporate ownership. I think they. I don't know if they needed to pay him something or acknowledge his right to something. Like, there was an actual thing. Hmm. And he's recently, like, things have smoothed over. So now, I think he's been to Edmonton more recently. Um, 
Oilers have picked up a new Gretzky-esque type of young prospect. Well, yeah, That's what happens when you lose, yeah. like, when you suck so bad that you get, like, five years straight of first-round picks. Eventually, you're going to get the generational player. Mm-hmm. And they got him. Good for you guys. Sorry, I've got a dog that's trying to play fetch with me. That's it's okay. Happens to all of us. So you can tell that uh, Big Boss Man likes Cameron and is buying into her, her company being there, or you know, being the one for the pilot or whatever. Um, and then at the end, he says, "What about this guy, my future son-in-law? What do you think of him?" And she plays it professional and says, "He's a hell of a guy." Yeah, uh, which is you know, then you know, whatever that means. Then so I'll just stay with this storyline. We'll see. Uh, so so then they Cam and Joe are in the parking garage and they have this cool yeah, shot where they're both on each side of the screen. Yeah, which um, I'm wondering, and I'm not. I haven't seen Terminator in a long time, but some of these shots feel familiar. Like maybe they were um. You know, lifted from yeah, like they're you know paying an homage to Terminator. Yeah. Um, you know, as this episode aired, I think the weekend that the new Terminator came out. Um, oh, interesting! I didn't connect that. Yeah, that dot. So, um, I think it did, or around you know within a week. So, um, John knows if that was planned or not, but um, so they. Uh, they meet in the parking garage and they have it out and Joe's laying it on and Cameron's not buying any of it. And she's like, I don't even know if you know you're lying, which is absolutely point on, I think. Yeah. I And and Cam, Cam is it right? She didn't know that he was engaged to the, the CEO's daughter. I thought she did. Maybe I'm pretty she sure though. she looked surprised that, like, he mentioned that the boss mentioned. That is how she played it. She's engaged to my daughter. Because um, then she she gave this whole thing, like, all along I thought I was the mark. Yeah, he's the mark. But it yeah. turns out right. she's the mark. Or, you know, I don't know if she said she's the mark or he's the mark. He's, he's the mark. Um, I, you're right. She played it like she was hearing it for the first time. For whatever reason, I thought she knew. But when you think about it, she probably didn't because I don't think anybody, Donna or, you know, I guess Donna or Gordon would be the only ones, would want to stand in front of her and talk about Joe for any longer than they had to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, she probably didn't know. So that probably was when she heard about it. So, you know, yeah, you just accidentally get engaged to the daughter of a billionaire. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, then he gets all sentimental. He's like, "Did you get my letter? Did you read it?" And she like gets welled up, and Cam and Sarah meet in yeah. a way that's not at all awkward. Um, Sarah is very, very tiny, and yes. so they, she can stand directly in front of Joe, and they can both have eye lines on Cameron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she invites Cameron to dinner. And Cameron says, of course, we'll have to do that. And that'll never happen. But this yeah. is, we're starting to get to the boiling point for Sarah. And yeah. she hands Joe a bottle of champagne. So I think she was trying to uh, pave over the rough patch from the earlier conversation. Yeah. But that was kind of thrown out the window when she saw the two of them talking. Yeah, saw him talking with, yeah. So they're going down the tubes. Um, yeah. Gordon picks up the kids and says, we can do anything you want. And this happens to me all the time. Okay, guys, we can do whatever you want. What do you want to do? And they're like, I want to, you know, whatever, go to the park. No, you don't understand. We can do anything you want to do. Anything. Anything you want to do. I want to make a fort in the playroom. No, no, you don't understand. I want to dress up like a princess. No, you don't get it. We can go anywhere. You want to go skiing? Think big, right. And so they want to go and play Nintendo at Grandpa and Grandma's house, which, which is cool because then you get the little Nintendo. I wonder how much it costs to get the Nintendo, the Mario Brothers theme song, Super Mario Brothers theme song. Oh, I wonder. 
but they have maybe, it in there. So maybe it's an ex- maybe maybe it's an in kind um, trade off where they product, product placed Nintendo product placed first generation Nintendo yeah. machines for the songs. Oh. Uh, so they go over there and uh, Gordon gets drunk with his bitch mother in law. Um, if you remember yeah. from last season, how quickly she was trying to get her daughter out of that marriage. Yeah. At the drop of the hat. Um, yeah. But they're having fun, and everything's going great. You're fun, Gordon. I know. He tells him, he's, you know, and he's being really sentimental because he's, you know, dying and whatever. And uh, so he tries to honestly say thank you for all the support and everything. Yeah. And she assumes he's trying to pay back money because she's that kind of person. She's that kind of person. And, uh, and then, then the he calls her, then he says, fine, how much do we owe you? Donna doesn't owe us anything. It's like, fuck you, lady. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, whatever. But you owe us a little, but symphony. And she just stares at him. Symphonic. Yeah, like, that, that was horrible. Because that was, like, the only, you know, that that was a joint effort. That was him and Donna. Yeah. And, uh, but she lays it all at his feet for the failure. and Says he owes him just over 22000 so he just rounds up to 23 and writes her a check and <sighs> F that lady <laughs> seriously that I went from like oh that's great they're bonding it's so nice you know to oh screw you yeah I remember you <laughs> wait a second I thought she was kind of mean but she seems cool here wait a second what's happening oh yeah what's happening oh I remember you oh yeah she's being mean mm-hmm. she's mean so, then we go to Boz at dinner. He's out with another blonde. Um, now, was that... Let me ask, was that the... I was trying to figure out, because it, it was a, at least a week between me watching the, that episode and the one prior. Is that the mom? I don't know. <laughs> it might have been. I thought, like, I kind of... He got the sense, but I'm not positive. You know the kid that he came. Oh no, came totally. And we talked about how they made was... a connection. I thought that was the mom, but I don't know if I was biased by our conversation. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't know for sure. I guess we we should check. Um, but uh, sadly for Boz, his credit card's turned down. He has no cash, and Silvio has retired, so he has no money. Which so he calls Cam for help, and. He, there's this hilarious part where he's like hiding behind the frosted glass. Yeah, he kind of gives her a little wave, <laughs> and then stage. ducks down again. Like, what is so weird? So, uh, Cam is already in a mood. She's kind of always in a mood. Yeah. Um, and uh, which is referenced by Boz later, actually. Um, comes back, finds out Boz kicked Chet off the network, the nerd kid, and gave her a chair. Because her old one was broken. And this is where she like flips out and says, it's a community, not a business, and I want everyone to leave Mutiny alone. It's mine. Um, so whatever. Cam. You fucking lunatic. Yeah. Um, Gordon, meanwhile, is sitting in a dark house ca- calling his brother and talking about visiting the family. Um, Boz gets home or gets to Mutiny safe enough to get drunk on the porch. Um, Donna comes out and they're about to have a heart to heart and he's like you gotta talk to Cam because I think she's pregnant because apparently he was poking around in the trash earlier in the day or whatever and yeah. found the pregnancy test which is weird because she took it at home but I That's guess she threw it away at work or sometimes multiple speaking from experience sometimes when you take a pregnancy test you, you're like is that right let me do another one so anyway, Aldana has since there's only two women in the house. Aldana has to say is that it's not her. Um, and so Boz is the first to know of the pregnancy, other than Donna. Yeah. Um, all the guys are watching Terminator um, inside, and Tom leaves and says he's going on a date, and. This is and the- he and he and he and Cam exchange a look, and at that point I wasn't sure if he was going on a date with someone else, and I'm still not sure if Cam 
knew he no, was going to. No, no. Cam thought he was going on a date with someone else. Yeah. Because she goes upstairs, and that's the last straw, and she, like, tries to put her room back together, but just ends up breaking it more. But he obviously thought she was in on it. And so he appears in her room mid-meltdown, which is good, because it looked like this was going to be a big blow-up. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and he asked her what's wrong, and she says nothing, falls into his arms romantically. Yeah. Um, and then I think we end with, yeah, Joe signs the prenup, but it's too late. Sarah wants some time, and that time uh, will be in Austin. So yeah. see you later, Joe. Wouldn't you rather, if you wanted time, you'd spend time in Austin. Not, are they in Houston? Dallas. Dallas. Either way. I mean, Dallas is better than Do you Houston. Even I've watch never this been, show? I've never been to any of those cities, but <laughs> at, from my understanding of the various cities, here is my ranking of major Texas cities that I would live in. Okay. Of those three. Uh, Austin, Dallas, Houston. If we expanded it, it would be Austin, San Antonio. I'd probably live in some, some Gulf Coast cities. Yeah. Small, small Gulf, Gulf Coast cities, probably. But I don't know yeah. what they are. Maybe, the only ones I know get, about are the ones I would Maybe get a shrimp in. boat. Maybe get a shrimp boat. Living Galveston. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that kind of segues nicely into the beginning of the next episode. Actually, it, it begins with Joe eating grape nuts and pining away and sending sad, you know, uh, Voice phone messages to his yeah. former fiance. But then his uh, potentially future father-in-law calls and says, hey, we just got a new contract from business development. And so pretty much no more deal for mutiny. Yeah. So this starts us on the thing where he's like, you gave him three bucks. We're not going to do three bucks. We're going to do five bucks. Um, he be- begs and pleads then to, you know, saying some bullshit about how they're, you know, innovative client and we can do business. And I think he believes some of it because he doesn't want to be, as his father-in-law puts it, the Jacob is his name, by the way. Jacob says he's like the operation manager of a, you know, of a rental building or something like a bit an off, you know, an office manager, building manager. manager. So he doesn't want that. And he talks later in the episode about how, other companies have started so this is just a way in so he wants to be yeah. more involved in the business side of things and not just renting out space yeah. um so he believes that part of it but he also wants to get his hooks in even if he doesn't know it yeah. into mutiny so he can be around those people yeah. again um so he finds out that jacob wants to charge five bucks. five bucks yeah market rate uh, meanwhile, Gordon, let's just, I'm going to go through these storylines just as they rolled off. Let's see, Donna and her mom Got it. tells her mom she miscarried. And we. And at know. that point, we believe she miscarried, right? Like, uh, did you believe she miscarried? No. No. I, I thought she, I was probably at 75% thinking she miscarried, 25% thinking we'll find out later that she had an abortion, and zero percent thinking Cam is going to drop her off at the abortion clinic. <laughs> yeah, flipped at seventy-five and twenty-five. I am in the same boat. Um, so yeah, so she tells her mom she was carrying, and the, as we we're just describing, like you know, talking about how she doesn't want the kid and how it would be unfair, and is that she provided all this justification? Yeah, so you could see herself talking, yeah, herself into it. So. They're having that conversation because her mom comes by because Gordon's not there because he's taking the kids to California to his brother's yeah. house. And apparently the – what's Gordon's last name? I'm blanking. Uh, I don't remember. But apparently him and his brother have a thing for redheads. Yes. <laughs> so uh, they get the kids inside. The boys go to the bar, and he tells his brother about his issue, his whole dying thing. Yeah. Um, and his brother is very supportive and is breaking down, you know, is emotionally into this. And then he, his brother goes to the bathroom and he's about to pay the bill. And Right around the time for the bill to come. is That's like, I, I saw that immediately. It's like, oh, yeah, we get, we better get going. Okay, yeah, I'll be right back. You're, you're paying, right? Okay, good. Yeah. 
So Jules Duffy, fucking Jules Duffy, um, <laughs> is Jules tending Duffy. bar. Old flame of the elder uh, brother. Um, and someone Gordon obviously has had a thing for for a while. They talk for a while at the bar, which seems kind of weird, like not very, doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. But she lets, you know, she says enough that he learns that his brother spends quite a bit of time at the bar. Um, so then Gordon tells his brother that he's going to go up and talk to their father about why they have to sell the family um, auto shop, which yeah. he thinks his brother should take over as a business. Um, we learn that he called his dad, and his dad said that his brother pretty much ran it into the ground. He by, leveraged it. So yeah. he he took a bunch of money uh, against the, the company, right? Right. And this means when you leverage a thing. Yeah, so he put I'm, some I'm gonna on go it. ahead and I'm go ahead, gonna go ahead and educate you on business. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um and he also was an asshole to the customers. Which it becomes obvious later on that, that it's probably true. Um Yeah, because we find out he's an alcoholic. Yeah. So that's ostensibly the reason that Gordon takes Jules out to a secluded lake in a pickup truck. Yeah. To ask her. There's a blanket in the back. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. So it, his brother tells him that, you know, someone hit him and his lights out. And Gordon just happens to open the exact spot outside the bar where his brother obviously slammed into a. Slammed into, yeah. Into a little thing. So he gets Jules out there. And Jules just, said, Jules said, uh,. Oh, he told me it was a deer, and, and Gordon's like, oh, yeah, when I called my dad, he said it was a rabbit. Right. So he's obviously lying about that. He wants to know the, you know, the depth of his alcoholism, I guess. So, I mean, whatever. It it seems like he kind of already knows. Um, yeah. And so he has her out there, and they're about to go, and I, I would assume everyone's cheering for them to leave the lake and for him to drop her off at home. Yeah. Of course, I was. He, of course, he doesn't. And she has some weed, so they get high, and they end up, you know. She and then they her. have the yeah, they have the awkward silence. And still, at that point, I'm like, just Don't take that it. awkward silence and walk away. Yeah. And then they kiss, and they stop and look at each other for a second. And again, at that point, I'm like, realize just walk away. Walk away, and of course they don't, and so they end up doing it in a truck by the lake, which fucking sucks. Yeah. So then, once they're all finished or whatever, and it apparently takes a while because they go from daylight to nighttime. <laughs> yeah, you would think with all these years of pent up um, fondness, it would yeah it wouldn't take that long. You'd be like, oh, I'm you know. I'm having sex with my brother's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Done. Done. Uh, so, <coughs> God. Uh, sorry, Mom. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> I'm glad you did the O-face rather than I. <laughs> um, so, uh... Yeah, don't do it, Gordon. Then he lays this trip on her once they're done, where he tells her all about his condition, and he just pours his heart out. And she rightfully is like, she's, what the... It's just therapy. Yeah, like, what the fuck? You haven't even told your wife, and you're telling me all this, like, deep stuff about... First of all, you're just telling me that, about your condition, which you haven't told hardly anyone about, and then you're like, how you feel about it, and how, like, your kids, and, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and she realizes, like, I think she actually had a hope. And I feel kind of bad for her, because I don't think she was just having fun. I think she had a hope. Oh, this guy cares about me. I... I don't know. I think she was being, like, sentimental or nostalgic. Yeah. I think she was yeah. ready to go home to her kid, you know? Yeah. So, um, but he lays this whole thing on her, and she walks home. Uh, and so, fuck you, Gordon, uh, from all of us here. Fuck you even more when you go get home and your child is crying because she doesn't know where her daddy is. Yeah, and then you get into it, and he smells like weed and lady parts. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so he gets into a big drunken fight with his brother, who kicks him out of the house. That's, I mean, that's a ballsy thing to do. You, you kick your brother and his two kids out of your house because 
Now, did he actually kick him out of the house, or was it? Yeah, because like, they were in a hotel in the next scene. Were they in a hotel? Okay, yeah. they were in a hotel. Okay. So he kicks him out of the house for sleeping with his ex-girlfriend from high school. You know, like what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so um, your wife is happy, thrilled with your emotional response to that. Yeah, uh, we don't see a lot of his wife, but I, yeah, she's probably not having the, the greatest marriage slash yeah. life uh, with with this fella. Um, so the poor kids have to see everything, which is awful. Yeah, that made me upset. Um, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, back at Mutiny. Let's do the Mutiny timeline now. Let's do Mutiny. A little less. Oh, by the way, that song that Donna sang... <coughs> We aren't, is, we aren't there yet. We aren't, why? Why you do shit like this? Oh, I thought I thought we were following. I thought we were done with the Gordon timeline. No, then I have like the the four scenes that. Oh, end. oh yeah, because you got to tie that in. You got to tie that scene in with. Yep. Yeah. Damn I'm it! Sorry, rookie mistake. <laughs> Bush League. Bush League, Levi. <laughs> so we're at mutiny. Got to build the emotional climax. And they're betting ten dollars that Cameron and Tom are getting it on. This is um, hilarious. So, like Cameron and Tom think they're being very, mm-hmm. very secretive, and and the funny part is it's no longer like Boz that knows. It's everyone. Yeah. Everyone knows. Like it's just obvious. They think this window trick is working in a place that is like yeah. a frat house, pretty much, um, where there's guys around all the time. Uh, so they yell in there that something's breaking down. All the guys run outside to see Tom jump out the window. He handles it pretty well. He, uh, he handles it remarkably well. I and think. then we cut to Cameron, who's running out of the room, and we expect to see her run into a bunch of laughing guys, but instead Joe is standing there. Yeah. And so this is mutiny, and he's got his Joe face on. Yeah. Um. Then they have, they have a kind of a cute little clip of Tom and Joe in the kitchen measuring dicks. Yeah. Um, and it ends with, you know, Tom. Tom's like, oh, so how do you do it? What do you, you do? You're running this? You're running that? And Joe's pretty much like, fuck that. For, that's for that's the... That's for engineers. I provide vision. Yeah. <laughs> and walks off. Thanks for the coffee. Thanks for the coffee. Hands him the cup, which is a power move. Mm-hmm. And uh, from this, Tom, incorrectly, I guess, Gleans that his amount of technical knowledge is tiny. Yeah. Um. So it's still kind of interesting. Like, how's that going with Cameron being a boss? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she knows what she wants, and they both smirk. Um, as boys do, I suppose. Yeah. Um. Then Joe goes in for the talk, and uh, about the new price, and he doesn't play it like his hands being forced he plays it for keeps and just keeps saying five and like so Donna thinks she can like this is a negotiation I'll go back in there if you can keep your mouth shut and we'll get four dollars or whatever yeah I like and I honestly like Donna's negotiating tactic I've seen that tactic in the past at work where it's like yeah 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 you're gonna say 450 and I'll say 350 and then we're gonna we're gonna say four, and we'll just neither of us will be happy. We'll agree to it. So let's just skip to that part. Like I've seen that negotiating tactic play out before. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it works well when it works. But like he's like five. Yeah, he ha- they have no power here against yeah. Joe, and Joe knows that, so he anchors at five. And because um, uh, it's clear in retrospect, we think because he was begging and pleading with Jacob to keep them in the fold that he's going to go in there and give them the price yeah. that they, that to, to keep them because he wants to stay in their life and everything but he looks at it cold-heartedly joeedly and realizes that they have no power at all well and i think it's like at the time i i i thought oh joe is going to press hard he's going to convince them to pay five dollars and that will prove to future father-in-law that he's a cold-hearted businessman yeah, yeah and i thought at first when he walked out after well here's what happens in the negotiation um 
Donna comes in and tries to do the little thing that you were explaining. Then he goes, this is not a negotiation. $5. And she goes, it's not a negotiation. And then Donna just loses her shit. And Cameron's face, if you still have this, like, it's worth going back to just to look at her face yeah. as she's looking at Donna. Because it's so hilarious. And this is after <laughs> Donna told Cameron, just hold your shit together. I'll get it. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, work. I'll get a number we can work with. So Donna flips out, and then Joe just exhales loudly. And says okay, and or whatever, and leaves. And Donna thinks he's bluffing, or at least she says he's bluffing to try and save face. But it turns out not so much. And, but uh, the walk out of a negotiation is another. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.